Hey, it's Jordan Johnson, and you are listening to The Grove Podcast. Today, we are kicking off the new year with a brand new series called Table Talks from Passion 2021. As many of you know, every January, we here at Passion get the great privilege of hosting the Passion Conference for 18 to 25-year-olds from all across the globe. While we usually pack out major stadiums and arenas with students, this year, in true pandemic fashion, we decided that instead of canceling altogether, we would pivot our plans to an online gathering that was open to literally everyone. And we were able to broadcast it to over 700,000 people worldwide. How kind is God? This conference spanned six hours as we ring in 2021 together, and it held some of the most profound moments that we will truly never forget. Some of the highlights from this year were some short bite-sized segments where our leader, Shelly Giglio, sat in a circle with some amazing and influential friends in the church today to have some real talk about who God is to them. Today we get to hear the first of those three conversations that she had with Levi Lusco, Jackie Hill Perry, Ben Stewart, and Christian Huff. These are all dear friends of Passion City and The Grove, and they each brought their unique voice and perspective to the table. This particular conversation came right after a powerful message given by Sadie Robertson Huff, so you'll hear them refer back to it a couple times as they discuss the transforming power of God and His gospel. We all walked away so encouraged, and we believe you will too. So please enjoy this conversation with Shelly and her friends, recorded live at Passion 2021. Hey guys, welcome. Um, We thought we'd just create a little moment where we could sit together and talk about the things that matter most to us. And hopefully in talking about some of those things, it will inspire you to actually think through your life about what matters to you and what's important to you. I've learned, if I've learned anything, it is just that where we head is what we become. Yeah. And so if you're not intentional about the things that you care about, just like Sadie was talking about, and you just haphazardly let that happen, then you'll be all over the map. But if you intend in your heart who you want to become, and you submit yourself to God in becoming that, you can become everything that God intends for you to be. And I have been encouraged to watch that happen in my own life. I know some of these guys have been encouraged over years of following God to see that transformation. And so let's talk about the change. Let's talk about the transformation. Um, Sadie just referred to the gospel, but I think, Levi, even just you talking for a second about how important it is that we don't just go from bad to good. Yeah. <laughs> that we actually go from dead to alive. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it's so important just to get our heads around it, not as just how you get saved. Because I think sometimes when you just think about the gospel, it's, it's the power to become a Christian, which it obviously is, that Jesus died in our place, that he died not only for us, but as though he were us, took yeah. our righteous, uh, took the, the wrath that should be on us on him, and then was able to transfer the righteousness of God into our lives. And uh, that explosive force that came out of the resurrection is ours to carry, ours to walk in. It's the engine uh, that runs our faith and our day-to-day lives, not only to be enough to stand before God as Christians, but also the power to live a holy life. And that salvation that then is ours to unpack every single day. Yeah. Um, 
you know, it's the difference, as we saw in the opening video, between Genesis 11, the Tower of Babel, trying to scramble up to heaven, and Genesis 28, the ladder coming down in Jacob's yeah. dream, which Jesus said, you'll see the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. So he's the ladder come down from heaven to do what we could never do for yeah, ourselves. That. That's the gospel. That's the power we celebrate every day. Yeah, it's it amazing. is the power of the gospel. And I think for, as far as transformation goes, watching your life, Jackie, just in the recent time that I've known you, um, but reading some of your story and understanding how God intersected your life and then began to transform your life. Yeah. So talk about that transformation for a minute. Yeah, I mean, the pandemic transfer, uh, transformed my waistline. Uh, for yeah. <laughs> Same, girl. Man, I stretch marks forever. Uh, but I, You I, did I, just have a baby, so you have a slight I, bit I of did. excuse. Yeah. Man. Um, <laughs> The primary way that God changed me, I, I think one of my, one of the things that people know me for is being someone who was a slave to sexual sin uh, in a variety of different ways, whether that was pornography, uh, whether that was lust, whether that was uh, perversion, whether that was uh, lesbianism, that, that was my thing. But ultimately, the, the main sin for which I was guilty was unbelief. It was that I did not see God as the greatest, most glorious being that existed. I think I thought I was that. That's why I submitted to myself as if I was better than he was. You know what I'm saying? So I think the transformation was simply my eyes being awakened and unveiled to the beauty of God. Um, That's what regeneration is. The fancy word for transformation is that the Holy Spirit comes inside of us, unveils our eyes where we can now see reality. And the reality is that he's good. Yeah. And so... And even what Sadie was saying just about the fame, it feels like all of a sudden we become committed to something greater than ourselves. And I think so much of what we struggle with is actually that we put ourselves in the wrong position. Mm. We've placed ourselves where only God can stand. Mm -hmm. And then we are trying the best we can to live up to being God, and we cannot. We cannot sustain being God of ourselves, mm-hmm. much less God of the whole universe. Yeah. Yeah. Only one person could sustain that kind of weight. Yeah. And uh, it's God. And he's able, but we have to, like you said, be able to see mm-hmm. that yeah. with our own eyes. And I've watched Christian over the last little while kind of see, I think God in terms of family history, going to church, being familiar, mm-hmm. even maybe knowing some of the Bible. <laughs> yeah. And then I've watched you like awaken to, okay. Yeah, there was definitely a pivotal moment there for sure. And I love talking about the idea of change because, you know, I think about change, I think of repentance and just that idea that the word repented, repentance, repent is mentioned over a hundred times throughout the Bible. So it's clearly a common theme. And I was someone who grew up as just a hearer of the word and not a doer. James talks about, you know, don't be merely hearers of the word, but be doers. And when I think about my life early on when I was throughout high school, when I was living a sinful life, when I was partying, when I was drinking, when I was doing things that I knew were bad, I was hearing the word and I was receiving it with joy. And Mark 4 gives us four different seeds. It's called the parable of the sower. And one of the seeds, it says that it falls on rocky soil, rocky ground and it says immediately they receive it with joy, but after trial and persecution arise, immediately they fall away. Mm-hmm. So I was someone who would go to these high school retreat camps. I would leave, I'd be fired up about Jesus, and I would have a mm-hmm. friend you know, that would say, oh, that'll, that'll, he'll be off in a few months. And sadly, at that time, I was. I was someone who received it with joy. I heard it, but there was just no root. And mm-hmm. it wasn't until I got to college that I actually 
truly had a life moment with Jesus, and I, that, that seed finally fell on good soil. I, see, I saw my life starting to bear fruit. I went from that Galatians 5, that acts of the sinful nature, to the fruits of the Spirit. Yeah. And after Paul lays the fruits of the Spirit, he says that if you are in Christ, you're to, to, you're to, to deny those, those, those sinful desires. And it took me a while to actually get to a point where I could deny that. And it, it, it's, hard to, it's hard to deny that. You have to want to. I went through a long period of my life where I was trying to deny, but I didn't really, really necessarily want to. Mm-hmm. And when I saw the Lord change my life was when I truly reached genuine repentance and I truly wanted to change and I truly allowed that to happen. And I saw myself bear fruit from that. And, and I'm forever grateful for that moment of, of that change in my life. Yeah. That's great. I think man. Ben was probably preaching at a lot of those things that you were at. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've all been to a lot of camps, a lot of retreats, a lot, a lot of, of um, environments. Where yeah. we're in front of students, maybe even like the students that are in the room today, yeah. and we're we're offering to them what we know, mm. which is if there is transformation available, yeah. there is change that can happen inside of you, and it is possible. Yeah. But obviously, there's nothing we can do to make people reach out and receive the gift. Yeah. Mm. And um, talk about where it connected for you. Yeah. But then what it's like to carry that opportunity of offering abundant life to people. Mm. You do it every day. You do it every day. You're in front of groups of people where you're saying there is a different possibility. Mm. There's an actual possibility for you to live for a glory greater than your own. And that is possible today, and I want to give you that opportunity to take hold. You know, it's it's interesting. I, I remember hearing a teacher say, however you conceive of spirituality, it's primarily a battle of the mind. Uh, because the Bible says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, yeah. that the mind set on the spirit is life and peace. But our desires drive what we do. You know, most of us, it's like, what I feel like doing is what I do, and then I come up with a reason afterwards. Yeah. So you're like, how does all this make sense then, called. right? Yes. And I think what you've been talking about is that it starts with a shift in the heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is the soil of the heart ready? Because the seed of the word wants to drop into it. But is the soil of the heart ready for that seed to find good soil and explode into life? Like yeah. when you were talking, I was thinking about James, you know, says we were brought forth by the word of truth. He's like, yeah. you changed when the word of truth came out. Someone preached the gospel like Levi just did and landed in me and changed me. And then he says, um, so everyone be quick to listen, so to speak, so to become angry. And then he says, receive with meekness the implanted word, mm-hmm. but be doers, not hearers only. And so he's telling you to read the word, but he starts by telling you, about heart posture. Yeah. If you are impatient and arrogant, you're not gonna yeah. change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, if you're not action-oriented, you're not gonna change. Yeah. So there's a place to get this word into my mind, yeah. but it's what I set my attention on is meant to stir my affection. And when it stirs my affection, it guides my action. Yeah. And that's why I love the prayer that Paul prayed to the Philippians, I pray it all the time, that your love may abound in knowledge. Hmm. And I just love that because who prays for people's love? But that's what he prays for. So you don't think that the emotion of it and the mental um, connection to it are disassembled? You believe they're actually connected, which I think there's, there's, there are people who teach that you have to mentally decide but they really don't talk about the emotion of what it means to decide. Yes. Can I I say something to that? Yes. Because 
This is my thing. This makes me happy. <laughs> I love it. Makes me happy that you're happy. And it's, uh-huh. it's, it's my thing because I grew up in church, and I remember that people would talk about Jesus, but some of them talked about him in such a, uh, with such drudgery, yeah. right? Yep. Where it seemed like more about duty than delight. Yes. And so if you don't seem happy about being in Jesus, why do you think I want to be in Jesus? I'm happy with my sin, right? And so for me, it's actually a strategy as a communicator of the gospel to make sure that my language makes Jesus as beautiful as he actually is. Because I want you to not only engage intellectually, but I want your emotions to connect with the fact that he is good. Like if, if we have affections, we don't have them solely for people. Right? Yeah. right? God did not create my affections just so I can love my husband, just so I can love my neighbor, just so I can enjoy a, a Dunkin' Donut and some coffee. He created my affections so I can namely or primarily enjoy him. Great. Yeah. And out of my enjoyment of him, I'm actually able to have my affections, I guess, uh, stewarded in such a way where I don't love anybody too much. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? In a way that leads to idolatry, and that's not good. Well, and I think that's what Sadie was getting to, is what gets your heart's affection is right. going to determine your action. So having that awareness, I mean, you're talking about as a speaker. I remember for me as a college student, having to be honest about where my emotions were mm. and just getting to a place where I'm like, if I'm being real, I'm furious at God yeah. because a lot that I wanted to work out in my life didn't. Yeah. And uh, I feel like, but, but that honesty, like you were asking, when was I? I remember standing out in a field at Lemon Tree Park and just saying, all right, God, you want the real me. Here's the real me. And I was not being disrespectful to him, but being very real. But I hate this about my life. I hate this about my life. And I think I hate you. Uh, amen. <laughs> and, He's like, hang on, I have something to say. Well, but that's, yeah. I think he was like, okay, so now we're being yeah. real because you can't have a real relationship yeah. with someone who won't be real. Yeah. But the minute you're honest with your affections, why are and we let so fearful that if we are honest, that well, what do we think God will do to us? Yeah. Because we're honest before Him, because we actually say what's true. Yeah, I, th- I think it was Eugene Peterson who said, "We can't love our enemies till we pray our hatred." And the thought of like praying hatred, it seems pretty weird, but David so oftentimes was so unfiltered in his prayer life to God. And I think if we give him that rawness, if we give him how we're actually feeling and doing, as opposed to the, now I lay me down to sleep and you know, <laughs> prayers that we've memorized and the Apostles' Creed and then the Lord's Prayer. And it's like, man, I'm really, I want to punch that guy in the eye. You know what I'm saying? Like that God can handle that. And as we're actually real before him, it's, I think a lot of times it's more time with him than anything we actually have to say to him that is going to be what's going to change us and transform us. Yeah, I mean, Jackie, do you think the more time you spent with him that you realized that he was good? I think or do the, you think you were awakened to his goodness in some ways? Both, but I think the more I read about him is what facilitated my faith that he is good, right? Yeah. Because circumstances are very tangible and really loud. God is invisible. Right. And so it takes faith for me to believe God is good when everything is really bad. And so I had to look throughout the scriptures and then see that at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. Or that the fact that uh, while I was in sin or while I was yet sinner, Christ Jesus died for me. Or the fact that I'm I'm sealed. I have an inheritance in Christ Jesus. Like it's really hard to look through the scriptures with clear vision and walk away from it, not convinced of God's goodness. Um, But we do have a real devil a serious enemy and, and demonic forces that really attempt us or attempt us to 
I think, judge God in accordance with how we feel rather than what he's revealed in his son. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's the task is stop discerning or judging or projecting onto God these behaviors that don't fit him. Yeah. He, he, he cannot be anything other than himself, which is yeah. holy. Yeah. Out of that, which is good, faithful, gentle, kind, loving, patient, just, like, like, I mean, come on now. Yeah. <laughs> like, like yeah. He's, yeah. he's fire. Yeah. Yeah. One of my yeah. favorite scriptures that I play over and over in my mind is um, the scripture that talks about there is no facet of turning with him. Like, there mm. is no other side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is no good side. You know, people say, like, which side do you prefer or photograph? You want it this side or this side? I'm like, they're both bad. Like, I'm not sure. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> but there is no facet of turning with God. So when you're looking at God, you're looking at God. Yeah. Yeah. And he is good through and through mm-hmm. and through and through. Yeah. Yeah. And there's nothing that's going to be on the backside of what we think, because as humans, that's the way we relate to each other. Mm. Hey, you're kind to me today, but who knows what you'll be tomorrow. I'm yeah. a little suspect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep an eye on you. <laughs> Where I think we approach God like that sometimes. Yeah. As though that he's good today and everything's kind of going my way yeah. and circumstances, like you mentioned, are working out in my favor. Yeah. So he must be good. But what happens if it's hard? Yeah. Yeah. What do I do with him then? Is he still good? Mm-hmm. Or has he become some other side to me? Mm. And the truth is, is that the more that we know him, the more that we can see and are revealed to us that he is good through and through. Yeah. And that there is yeah. no other side yeah. to yeah. God. Well, I think a real barrier to change is that we look at it more transactional. Like, I should be able to download this, buy this, I believe this, and see instant change. Whereas in the Bible, it's relational and agricultural. It's yeah. about seeds and seasons. And so I yeah. think it's easy to give 20 years to the devil, give two weeks to God, and then throw our hands up and go, why didn't I change? What's wrong with me? <laughs> yeah. It's not working. Yeah. 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 yeah, Where it's just watch rhythms, years, and then you'll see eventually slowly, imperceptibly almost. That's great. Yeah, and we have a couple of these segments, which I'm so excited about. So everybody's going to get to talk a lot, yeah. which I love. Um, but I also think as, as it's coming up, I want us to be thinking about ways that we can set our mind on renewal. Mm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I believe what been said is truth. I believe, um, I was thinking about the seed being planted, and I believe seeds are being planted today. And I know for seeds to bear fruit, they have to be deconstructed. Mm. So seeds don't bloom until they fall apart. Mm. After they fall apart, then they take root and become something. So I believe there's some deconstructing in us that's going to happen over these hours. But I also believe that there's fruit on the other side of it. And that long term, we're going to see some incredible fruit from our lives, from years of faithfulness that God's going to use in generations to come. You better teach that, Shelly. I'm ready. Well, I hope you are as encouraged as we all were that night. These people are the real deal and they live every single thing they speak. And if you want to hear more from Passion 2021, you can still stream the whole conference on YouTube at the Passion Conference channel until January 31st. And after that, just check out passion2021.com to get access to all the incredible talks and music. And as always, make sure you stay tuned with all things happening at The Grove on Instagram at PCC underscore The Grove or thegroveonline.com. And we will catch you next time on The Grove Podcast.